Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kickback Presents, the All Memphis Post Game Show, where we break down, recap, analyze every Memphis Grizzlies game. Right after it happens, you don't have to wait for our takes. And uh, you had to wait a little bit for our takes tonight because the game was so late. And uh, it's late here in Memphis, Tennessee. But as always, we got the homie Mace, who was doing his first show from Memphis, Tennessee. Mace, what's going on, man? Yeah, man, it's been a, a while, two weeks. So, you know, you said we're coming to you live after every game. It's kind of been on a little hiatus as I make the move and uh, get my internet set up and, you know, all that stuff. So still a lawn chair thugging it at the moment at the house and got, got the computer on the TV tray. But uh, it is what it is. You know, furniture should be here tomorrow. Excited to be back in Memphis. But, uh, man, that was a tough loss tonight, brother. You know, it's a lot of different factors. I don't even have a hat on tonight. I just said, forget it. I'm just like, Come on here. You still got your work clothes on. You got my work clothes on. Hey, it's eleven thirty-three. Still got my work clothes on. Campbell finally back. The team is back together. Um, the team is back together, and we are mad at Luka Doncic because he um, he broke our hearts tonight. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks beat. The Memphis Grizzlies 114 to 113 tonight on a last second three by Luka Dot. Last second one leg while he's getting fouled. <laughs> three by Luka Doncic. And um, yeah, so let I mean we can just go talk about the game as a whole, talk about the whatever, man. Just just go. Just talk. Yeah, I mean, really not a lot of resistance on either end. A lot of made shots for both teams. It felt like Grayson uh, got it going in the first quarter. He had 14. And then a uh, new I, – I think I think this guy has made the list now. New Grizz killer, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, had nine quick ones and led the Mavs bench. Um, you know, we had – I thought we had good spacing in the first quarter, but like I said, we, we just couldn't get any stops and. I mean, they couldn't either. We were up 34-32. And that was kind of the theme of the game. It was like both teams were getting what they wanted offensively until I felt like we had some spots where we struggled, especially there late in the fourth quarter. Um, but it was just one of those games. Like, we didn't really lock in defensively. And even when we did, uh, Luca made some great shots. Like, John Morant had one of his best defensive possessions of the year. No, no. <laughs> No, you can ask a bit of defense. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that it was just that type of night. And, um, dude, one thing that really stuck out and kept us in the game is Maxi Kleba stinks. <laughs> he wasn't good. He wasn't good tonight. And um, we took advantage of the fact that he wasn't that good. Tonight. But, uh, Internet's messing up. Your internet messing up. It was a little bit, but I think it's because of uh, uh, the, the the share screen. I think we might uh, be in there. But yeah, yeah man, Cleaver stinks. That, that's the main takeaway from the first half for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, well, the first half started. Grayson Allen had a bunch of points in the first half. Yeah, he shot the ball really well in in the uh, in the first quarter, which he's been building on. That Grayson has had a really good. Last couple games, last three or four games on the offensive end. Um, like you said, we didn't play well defensively. Jonas didn't get going a lot in the first. Usually in the last three or four games, Jonas usually has a double-double by halftime. 
Uh, tonight he didn't. He had maybe three points at the end of the first half. Um, and they weren't doing anything specifically on Jonas. That I thought they doubled him once or twice, but it wasn't like they were doing too much to really take him out of the game. He just wasn't being so productive. Um, I think I tried to look at it. Like you said, it was so nip and tuck every um, every game. I mean, every 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 play was nip and tuck. And I, don't, I don't think any team was up by that much more than what, like six or seven points? If I think the biggest lead was nine. I think we, we got it up to nine at one point. Um, and then I know in the second half, neither team led by more than six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another thing that helped us in the first half was Porzingis got in foul trouble kind of midway through the second quarter, and he was hooping. We had no answer for him really really the whole time he was on the court, first or second half, it felt like. Um, just a matchup problem, which, you know, in theory, that, that would be Jaron's matchup. Um, Grayson, like you said, a great game. Desmond Bain hit some big threes in this one. Um, Dylan and Kyle played solid but kind of underwhelmed. Uh, Dylan had some good defensive possessions, and then we'll get into the final defensive possession. Um, Ja Morant, a really quiet game. So this was one of those ones that it was right there for the taking. Grayson got you going, and it's just a brutal loss, one, because of how it happened on the last second shot, two, because you were, you're chasing this Dallas team in the standings. You had a chance to gain a full game on them. You were 1.8 seconds away, and then Luca kind of rips that and flips it, and they take they take a whole another game on you. And now I think we're uh, what three and a half, four and a half games behind them, and they're one game out of the sixth seed now because Portland lost. Yeah. So just a brutal loss, and this is one of those ones that we'll be kicking ourselves for for a while. Um, although it doesn't seem like the team is taking it that hard, you know, Ja came out. Josh, first of all, immediately tweeted, like right after, I guess right after he walked out of the tunnel, um, said that, you know, anyone talking bad about my teammates can go find another team to cheer for. So I don't know why he would tweet that because it's not like he had been scrolling Twitter or anything. So maybe someone yelled something like, make your free throws, Grayson, or something. Um, So that was weird. But for the most part, they they seemed like they were pleased, pleased with how they played, just, you know, hate the outcome with a tough shot from Luka. Man, um, like the 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 standings thing is crazy because it also gives them the tiebreaker. It gives Dallas yeah. a tiebreaker over us. So, and if the season ends in about a month, the last game of the regular season is May 18, I believe. Um, which is my boy, which is my birthday. Uh, so, um, these games count. These games matter, and they they're games that the team needs to win. Like you said, we're going to leave kicking ourselves like. In the last week, we've had two games where we should be we're kicking ourselves. This game and the next game, like uh, free throws, both of them. Free throws on both of them, and so it's it's all about making free. And every Memphis fan is saying the same thing. Has been saying the same thing for years and years and years and years. Is that the thing that plagues Memphis basketball the most is the free throw line. It's not getting star players. It's not the coaches. It's not anything. It's the free throw line, and throughout. Many many iterations of whatever team it is. Sometimes we don't make free throws. I mean, what are the chances? Chances. Grayson Allen, a ninety-one percent free throw shooter, who's been shooting the ball well the last week and a half, goes up there and misses two free throws in a row. What what are the chances? 
Like, I mean, slim to none, 10%, maybe. Or I guess you put that in half, 5%, probably even less than that, 2.5%. Make one and it's tied, right? And in make, a game in which he's made six threes. In, in, in a game where he's shooting the ball well, he's playing really well, he goes there and he misses two. And then you even watch the final play, like we said. I know we're kind of skipping all around in the gameplay of the, in the time of the game. But they even guarded that inbounds play really well. And to the, po- to the point where Luca had to break off and catch the ball at almost ha- half court, take a dribble or whatever, and then lean that jump. He had to do the super lean, the Michael Jackson smooth criminal lean to get a good place to shoot the three. And then he ba- he makes the three. Like it's oh, – Memphis ain't got no luck. It's bad luck, dog. I'm telling you. It's, it's Yeah. Yeah. And, and I did think, um, you know, as tough as that shot was, I thought Dylan could have defended it a little better. He immediately jumped to like his high side, um, but and it just kind of gave him the whole side and was re- relying on Valanciunas maybe to come over. Maybe Valanciunas was a little slow on the double, if that's what it was. But um, I, he kind of just was able to catch it and turn left and then decide where he wanted to go from there. Uh, but I mean, of course, it was it was a hell of a shot. Like you, you can't blame the defense on that. But I would have liked to see Dylan be a little more squared up and make Luca face, and then and then decide which way to go, not kind of make that decision for him. Um, back to the second half. JV started picking it up in the second half. He finished uh, with the double double. I think he had 19 points and 16 rebounds or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Let's see. I thought I had it right here. JV, yeah, and I know most of those were offensive rebounds. He had eight offensive rebounds of his 15. So over half of his rebounds were offensive, and uh, that really kept us in it. I mean, we had a lead the whole time. We were up 89-83 going into the fourth quarter, which was huge because Luca really got it going in that third quarter. I feel like he probably scored about 15, 16 points in that third quarter alone. Because he had one of his first worst first halves of the season. This well, year. He had four points in the first half. He only had yeah. four points in the first half. And I don't know if you noticed this, but did you notice that in the third quarter he played Jai and Dylan the whole quarter? Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, the Mavs played Luca and KP the whole quarter. And so, like, and and so I know I I you kind of noticed some of the subs, and I was obviously paying attention for selfish reasons. Who was on the court and who was doing what? Um, and I was like, I'm looking, it's like a minute and 15 seconds. And I'm like, yo, why is Ja still on the court? You know what I'm saying? Like, and Dylan was, Dylan was guarding, Dylan was guarding Luca. And like I said, Luca started picking it up. We gave Luca a couple free ones. He would get down into the lane, body somebody off of him and get a, he got like two or three AM ones in the third quarter, just off of that. Kyle gave him a couple weak fouls, um, with that, but the start of the fourth quarter, you went with the all bench unit, uh, Tyus, Desmond, Xavier Tillman, um, what's the boy name? Um, John Conchar and Brandon Clark started the fourth quarter. And we didn't score like the first three or four possessions down the court, but Dallas kept scoring and they were cutting into the lead. I think that's when we had the nine point lead and they were cutting into the lead. And I was looking like, yo, you can't let you can't let your starter sit too long. And you already played Ja and Dylan the whole third quarter, so I understand trying to get them some rest. But in a game like this, when you, if I'm their coach in a game like this and I see two or three possessions where they ain't doing what I need them to do, 
it's time we, we can't lose this. We got to, you know, we got to be able to win this. So it was actually interesting to see how he flipped his rotation a little bit uh, for this game. Yeah, and I felt the same way. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the plus minus, and Brandon Clark had the best plus minus on the team at 14, followed by Tillman and uh, Tyus, which is completely surprising. I don't feel like that meshes with the eye test at all. Yeah. Um, because, I, But, you know, I guess when you play Ja and Dylan and Valanciunas basically the whole third quarter, they got to get some type of rest, and that's kind of where it comes back to bite you. But, um, you know, I, I thought – with Luca having as bad of a first half as he did and Porzingis getting into foul trouble, the fact that we weren't up by more than three just shows you that we weren't able to get stops. Because, I mean, Kleba missed like seven shots in the first half alone. Uh, but really, Tim Hardaway Jr. and that bench unit kept the Mavs in the game and uh, kept it close enough for Luca to be able to win it, even though the Mavs bench unit was had their worst plus minus on the team. So... Um, but Brunson, I thought, made some shots. Dwight Powell got in there and got some lobs and some offensive rebounds. Um, and I just didn't think our bench unit really had that that fire. They didn't take it up a level like we kind of been used to them doing. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith made a three. And big offensive rebounds, too. Their guards, especially Tim Hardaway in that first half, was getting <laughs> offensive rebounds. Yeah. Grayson and Ja. That's not what you do. Like, Dorian Finney-Smith, you don't make threes, bro. You just yeah. and do hustle plays. Like he, I'm looking at plus minus right now. He was the best plus minus on their team, plus 14. Um, and it's like, bro, he hit the three, a big three, too. He either brings them the biggest, The biggest besides Luka's winner, yeah. Or, try, or ties it up. It's like, bro, like, what are you doing? Um, but like you said, man, like, these type of games are games that you got to win. Um and you would think, I think everybody's watching, they kind of had the same concern that you did. Like, you had KP out of the game for a lot of the first half, and you had Luca only scoring four points in the first half, and we didn't take advantage of that. Um, and it's Dylan, Dylan looked good, but he didn't score any, he didn't, he stopped, stopped being aggressive on the scoring. You didn't have a, you didn't have a Kyle game from Kyle. I mean, he gave you seven and five. But in the last two weeks, he's been averaging a lot more than – I mean, he's been averaging about 14 to 6 in the last two weeks. So that's something that you kind of come to expect. But um, I will say this, veering off a little bit, for this to be probably our last national TV game of of the season, I think it was good. I think this was a good showing for people since Memphis doesn't get that many national TV games. We we ain't going to hear getting blown out. Uh, it's exciting, exciting enough game. Ja had some plays, some dunks, some passes, and then Luca gets the last second shot. Um, you know, maybe that's one of the things that the networks pick up and say maybe we can, maybe we can televise the Grizzlies more than when they play the Pelicans on MLK Day. Yeah, yeah, I just hate that it ended the way it did. But yeah. I mean, we were up five with two minutes to go when Kyle hit that shot. Then I think we came down and uh, Luca missed, and then Ja missed, and then. They got a bucket. Uh, who was that? The uh, it might have been a Dorian Smith, it might have been the Finney Smith three. Was let's see, it was uh, oh no, Porzingis got a little a short little shot from like right right at the rim, and then uh, Valanchunas got the look. Ja threw it to Valanchunas with like six seconds left on the shot clock, and he kind of had to rush a hook shot, and it, it wasn't close. And then Luca mm-hmm. came down and scored. 
Then Ja, uh, with 24 seconds left, steps to the line and made two free throws, which was great to see because, as we mentioned earlier, that Knicks game, uh, when he did make the big free throws. Uh, and then, so we're up three after Ja makes those free throws, and they get a foul, or they get the switch with Luca on Valanciunas, and Jenkins tells Valanciunas to foul with 12 seconds left. We got a, a foul to give, and that's just a bad matchup. You don't want Luca to take a step back and tie it up. Were you cool with that decision to foul right there? I actually was. I think Jeff Van Gundy said it said it right said it right during the uh, on the broadcast. I'm like, yo, like you saw that because we were up three anyway. So at some point, yeah. as a coach's philosophy, some coach's philosophy is to foul up three, but you got to foul at the right time. But with Jonas on Luca and Luca already having it going, like now, nah, bro, you go ahead and take that foul and let's let's regroup. And then what? We didn't end up fouling them again until what? Three seconds left. Well, uh, so they they basically dribbled the clock out. Luca couldn't get anything, but then he drives to the basket, and they yeah. called a foul. And I I didn't see a foul. We didn't really get a good replay. Um, it wasn't on Dylan. I think they called it on Valanciunas reaching in, maybe. Yeah, they called um, it. On. But I I mean I I didn't see it. Like I I did not see it one bit. Um, and then Luca made the first one and missed the second one. And our best free throw shooter <laughs> ends up with the rebound, uh, going to the line with three seconds to go. And, of course, Grayson misses both, and that, that set the stage for Luka Magic. Like, the game was just set up for us right there, dog. Like, Luka missed the free throw. We got our best free throw shooter gets the rebound. Like, come on, bruh. I mean, the win, the win probability was probably, probably like, you know, 98.9% or something like that. You know, um, I'll tell you one thing, too, is I guess because of the way the season is going, whenever one of them guards is out, whether it's Bain, um, De'Anthony Melton, or, or Grayson Allen, the other guards showing out. <laughs> the other guards are showing out. De'Anthony better stop wearing them T-shirts and get on and get, get in that rehab room before he loses his <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, with the uh, Luca coming out to talk about the extended season or the compacted season and people getting injured, I mean, you have to wonder if the Grizzlies are just being extra careful with with Justice and Melton because these guys have been out with soreness for like Justice has been out for approaching a month, it feels like, and Melton's been out for like two weeks with soreness. So yeah, and I mean, we definitely need Melton more than Justice. Well, I mean, well, the last few games, especially the Knicks game, the Pacers game, to an extent, the Chicago game, we were missed. I mean, they're two of our best perimeter defenders, and so you you, so you missed them sorely against the Knicks because nobody can stop R.J. Barrett or Derrick Rose or Alec Burks. Like nobody can stop thirty-seven-year-old Derrick Rose with bad knees. He was giving us buckets, and then Paris Levert, another like we just got to. Like you, he's already on the list of Grizzlies killers. Yeah, uh, nobody could stop him. So you would hope that maybe if we had Justice or DeAnthony, um, they could have did that. So hopefully they get back. And we got well, who do we got? Uh, we got Chicago again on Friday. Um, and so hopefully they could they in Chicago they can one of them would be back for that. Uh, I think that starts this starts the road trip. The, yeah, seven games. 
and uh, they said on the show that this was the longest road trip in the his sister since the Grizzlies have moved to Memphis. This is the uh, the longest road trip, seven game road trip. Oh wow, that, that's that's exciting. I hope that uh, you know doesn't seem like it bodes well, but maybe it will. This team's been good on the road uh, as of late. So yeah, we got Chicago Friday, then Saturday at Milwaukee. Um, you know, just beat Chicago, so they should you know have a bad taste in their mouth and want to return the favor. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think they're that good, but we we can't get stops right now. <laughs> right, right. We can't get stops at all, uh, which we have to do. And that's part of the reason why we lost this game and part of the reason why we lost one. You can't you just can't get stops, can't get the right closeouts. Um, and you just leaving food on the table, man. Like this, if we end up in that, not if we stay in eighth or end up in ninth, you're gonna look back at these two games, the next games and this game, and be like, damn, dang, damn, damn, damn. Um, yeah, I actually I was they put a stat up on the screen during the game, and I think I, I took a picture of it. They put up on an earlier game too. Uh, no, this takes too long to get to it. About the stat, the, the stats of where this team is. They're obviously first in the league in points in the paint. We know that. First in the league off points off turnovers, second in the league off fast break points, and first in second chance points, which is like the great statistically. And we yeah. are here 27 and 26. <laughs> it's just, oh, man, come on, dog. What more can we do? Yeah, well, it seems like lately we've been losing more close games. Uh, well, playing more close games because a lot of them have been decided by, you know, like 10 points there for a while. But we're just uh, – we're not executing down the stretch, um, especially when Jaws not, you know, getting to the rim at will or hitting the game winner. Um, we're just not executing and getting the shots we want down the stretch. We'll, we, we still hit some big threes, which kind of save us and keep us around, keep us in it. But I just think that's the next level. You think about those G and G teams, and while as, as limited offensively as they were, when it got to like within two, three minutes – they were executing and getting buckets and then going down and getting stops. So that's the next step of this team. We, we know that the roster is talented. It was nice to hear Jeff Van Gundy on the national broadcast just continuing to praise the roster and how it's been put together and just giving these guys credit because, I mean, we do have a team full of guys that can play. But now as we progress towards the playoffs and as their legs are getting heavier and heavier, we as fans want them to take that next step and learn how to execute down the stretch and win these close games. Right, right. That's exactly that's the next step we got to do. Um, like you said, pick up pick up the defense. And when you say execute, I mean you execute on the defensive end and on the offensive end. So like mm -hmm. that's the, the defensive execution is one of the most troubling parts. The the offensive execution should come. You have enough talented players. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and defensive execution. Like I feel like. A double team had to have been planned for Luca. Like it wasn't to let him, you know, go between two guys and get that look at the middle. Of course, you didn't know he would be falling down, but um, yeah, so little things like that. Just as as simple as Dylan coming out on the high side and not being square with the guy who's got his back to the basket, um, right. or something like that. So. Right. Forcing everybody under the three point line. Like yo, a two takes us. A two takes us to overtime. A three beats us, and Luca hit. A wild ass three. <laughs> a great shot. Yeah, you tip your cap on. Honestly, it was it was a good performance. Uh, as bad as the ending was, like the 
the overall gameplay I'm pretty pleased with from this team. So Yeah, man. Like I mean, like we we you we always talk about the heart that they have, how hard they play and the fight they have. Um, but now we just gotta start putting it together at the end of the games in, in all aspects and making sure that we win some of these games. Because we win I don't know what the clutch stat is, like you just said, but a lot of these games, which tends to happen in the NBA toward the end of the season, and so with, with these teams that you're kind of evenly matched with, you're going to be in close games with them. Um, you got to execute. You got to execute and pull it out. So let's, uh, what's up? That's a, that's a funny line. It could be used in uh, many walks of life. Yeah. So uh, who, who, who you got for player of the game? <laughs> I'm going to do a first tonight. I'm going to do a first tonight. Um, it's going to be later on down the line. My player of the game. Um, my player of the game is also my bum of the game. And I want to give both to Grayson Allen. Grayson, <laughs> Grayson, uh, Grayson, you know, he was the, the offensive catalyst in the first half and made some big shots in the second half. Obviously, he missed the big free throws that would have given us Presumably giving us the win. You never know. We might have fouled on a three pointer and you know, we'd be up by we would have been up by four and we gave up a four point play, but who knows? Um so yeah, I'm gonna give Grayson my player and bum of the game. I'm gonna go uh my player of the game, I'm gonna give it to Valentunas, uh 16th straight double double franchise record. Uh when he got to 15 past Zebo. Uh, it was nice to see Zebo in the comments of the Grizzlies post sending uh, congratulations to JV. Um, and we want to do the same. That is a big time accomplishment. And he has been the steady hand. And um, honestly, I, someone said this on the radio or it might have been on Berno, but uh, he's been our best player this year. Uh, most consistent guy. And, you know, we, we can bicker about his defense or the modern day center and things we want to bicker about. But at the end of the day, he's been really damn good for this team. Um, and he brings it every night without his intensity and Dylan's intensity, you know, no telling where this team would be. Um, so got to give that to JV. Bum of the game. I talked about it a few times earlier. Maxi Cleaver. I mean, Dallas ain't got nobody better or he ain't better. Um, you know, I feel like every time I watch him, he's just throwing bricks in, into the in the sand, missing the ocean. Um, the one thing about Jonas, too, is like, you know, beginning before the season started, people were talking about, you know, Jonas isn't the cornerstone of this franchise. You know, we could get rid of him. And if you had to pick somebody, who would you want to lose? And it was Jonas. And now you're looking at Jonas. Like, Damn, we can't lose. Like, we, we, you know, maybe you are part of the future of this organization. And maybe it's Kyle who isn't. Who knows? Who knows? Um, play of the game. I don't, uh, Jaws two-hand dunk. I don't remember if it came off of a steal or if it came – off of a rebound fast break situation, but Kyle got it. Kyle was having a terrible offensive night. He gave up a layup because he had Kyle Anderson had a layup, but he didn't want to shoot it. He saw Ja trailing, gave Ja a pass. Ja took one dribble, cocked that jump back two hand, and dunked it. So that is my play of the game. I guess I'll just give Lucas some love, man. Let that final <laughs> shot be the player of the game. Anyways, did uh did Jamal win any money tonight? Did Jamal win some money tonight? That answer is no. Dang. Tough night. No. Uh so, but I, I couched it with something. Not not really. Not on this one. Uh let's go with the good. Tonight I said that Grayson Allen will score more than 10 points. He did. That Jonas will have more than 15. He did. 
that Dylan would have more than would have 15 or more, and he did. That Josh Richardson would have two or more assists, he did. That Kyle Anderson would have four or more rebounds, he did. Jonas would have eight or more rebounds, he did. And that Dorian Finney-Smith would have six or more rebounds, which they did. The bad was, like I say, you know, the two things I always do, you know, Kyle Anderson, 10 points, he had seven tonight, which if I think this is the first game, this is the first time in I think four or five games that he didn't hit the mark. So he's going to go on a run starting Friday where he gets 10 and four for like another three or four games. Uh, I had Josh Richardson getting 10 points. He finished with nine. Um, he hit nine right in the – like four minutes to go in the third quarter, and I was like, oh, he just needs a bucket. He'll get a bucket. And then he just played terribly the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter they didn't put him in. Like, he didn't play a <laughs> Yeah, disappointing pickup for old Josh. And then I had that uh, John Morant would get six assists, and he ended up with five. Ooh. Um, Surprising, too, as many threes as we made, just as, as a, you know, little defensive pressure as the Mavs had on us. And a, a part of it was, too, that in the middle, from the middle of the third quarter to about the middle of the fourth quarter or uh, when he got back in the fourth quarter, Ja was just being aggressive going to the rim. He wasn't looking to pass the ball as much. Um, earlier in the game, he, and I mean, this is why that, this is why that combo of bet usually works. He hit Kyle Anderson with, he got Kyle Anderson open for two threes. Usually Kyle makes one of those. So that's one of the threes for the assist. And there's one, you know, another bucket for him to get to the points. But we weren't making shots early, uh, earlier. Um, and a lot of Jaws assists, when he has those 12 and 13 point assists, I mean, 13 assists game, he gets three or four from just dumping on the onus on the drive. And he didn't get that many of those tonight. So in the first half, at least. Um, so, yeah, this is probably the first time in four or five games he didn't hit six assists either. So it's it was close. Um, it was close. I felt, <laughs> felt really good about it when I made the bet. Um, but I, I opted into a great program, into one of the promotions where you make the bet and then you – you get that bit back in site credit. So it's not really. Oh, like well, you know, no. that's nice. That's that's nice of them to do. I know. Um, you no, know, thank you. Thank yeah. them. Give me my $3 back. <laughs> <laughs> you wasted it on that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, you know, better luck Friday, I guess, when, when we're in Chicago playing the Bulls for the second time in a week. Um, but it's late, so we're going to get out of here. Y'all can find me on Twitter, at BarnBurnerSlim. Y'all can find the audio version of the show uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search All Memphis Post Game, and it'll pop up. Uh, Jay, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, at Nerdy McFly. You can watch the show on YouTube at either Diamond in the Bluff, at Diamond in the Bluff Media. Just search Diamond in the Bluff, and all the shows will pop up. Or on Facebook, at the kickback pod or on diamond in the bluff on facebook i don't know what's going on but we have a lot of viewers on youtube live right now maybe maybe doing a youtube live show at midnight central time is when you get <laughs> you get a lot of people to watch but we got like 10 people watching on youtube live right now um so that's cool what's up guys leave a comment if you if you like what you're listening to uh but like you said this is the all memphis post game show uh that's mace i'm jamal and we are Peace.